It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to CLNSmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. All right, another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Josue Pavone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell here on the CLNS Media Network, Cedric. So we're about less than two weeks removed from the end of the Celtics mm-hmm. 2018-19 season. So, of course, let's start right there. Got plenty to talk about, plenty of talk around the city about this upcoming offseason, a huge one, obviously. But let's start off with what do you think went wrong with this team? I mean, where do you start, right? There's so many different places you can go. But what's the one thing or the first couple of things that come to mind when someone asks you never that question? Jail. This team never jailed. They never learned how to play together. And I remember seeing them the first exhibition game uh, down in North Carolina at Chapel Hill against the Hornets. They went on a 20, they, they were up by 25 points early in that game. And then they let the Hornets get on a run and outscored them by 25. And they went up, they went up. And I was like, damn, this is strange for a team that good and that deep. And they continued to be like that. That was a precursor for what this team really was. It, it was just Jekyll and Hyde. They never were able to find their niche. And, and because of that, they, they did not have – they really – they underachieved. And I think that was the biggest thing. Last year's team, when Jalen was there, and Tatum and Rozier, mm-hmm. people in the city cheered for this team because they were underdogs. They loved it. This year – People did not like this team because they underachieved. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it was, you can't just, everybody wants to point to Kyrie, and Kyrie did this. You can't point to Kyrie as, as, as one person. I think everybody collectively, from Brad Stevens to the front, everybody has to take a part in this team right now, not really maximizing where I thought they could go or where they thought they were going to go. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, a lot of the blame is obviously going on Kyrie because of his performance, right? What he did against the Milwaukee Bucks, especially the last couple of games, his comments, of course. But we were all looking for that proverbial turn, right? That turn that we're going to say, okay, here's the team that we thought they were going to be. And that came well, in the we postseason. Thought, well, we thought, it came in the yeah, first five thought, games yeah, of the postseason. We, we thought they had made that turn especially when you saw him play Milwaukee in the, the game one in Milwaukee and dominate them the way they did. It's like, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe that this team, and Kyrie said it, it was, you know, that this team was going to turn the switch and they were going to really be good. And all of a sudden you saw them really being good. You know, you can point to different games this year and going, 
that's the team that you know we were looking for. Mm-hmm. We think about Golden State when they played out there, and they beat Golden State by 25 in Golden State. That was that was an amazing game to watch, but there were too many ups and downs and valleys. You think about the big to me, it really kind of started when the Celtics lost to the Lakers, up be, up by twenty, and then came back the next next day almost losing to the Clippers here mm-hmm. here in Boston, and uh, they never seemed to get their footing after that again. So what happened though after Game One? I mean, you saw that. Impressive uh, performance against the Bucks, where they pretty much just mm-hmm. had the lead all throughout. You're looking at this series, thinking, "Okay, this is the team that's going to be able to compete with the Milwaukee Bucks." The Bucks makes make adjustments on the defensive end of, of things. Mm-hmm. We talked about it, how important it was towards the tail end of that series that this team went down three one. That the season, the, the series was a wrap. Does it really come down to what Kyrie Irving did? Did it come down to Kyrie Irving essentially not being able to put together that signature playoff performance that everyone was waiting for? I don't because think it was. I don't, it, I don't it think was, that's. Yeah, it wasn't Kyrie. It's a team thing. Right. They lost and they won as a team. When they played well against Milwaukee, Kyrie Irving had like a double-double, you know, maybe 12 assists. Right. They had great ball movement. Everybody touched the basketball. Everybody was in tune to Giannis. After that, it, it just fell off the rails. And you can honestly say that George Hill and Pat Connaughton, those were the mm-hmm. difference makers for the Bucks. I thought the Celtics had the long experience bench. Rozier was going to have a good series. Mm-hmm. You know, Jalen was going to have good. All these guys coming off the bench, it was really going to be to the Celtics' advantage. It never was after game one. It was always advantage Bucks, And the Bucks always seemed like they were one or two steps ahead of the Celtics mm-hmm. for the rest of the series. What did you make of Brad Stevens' approach, though? Like, offensively, at least in my opinion, what I saw from the last two games of the series was, okay, we're going to let Kyrie go off, and we're going to car- let him carry us through these games, specifically in game four. I think I think even more so, I think that his team looked at it like that. How many times, Joe, did you see Kyrie Irving pass it to somebody, mm-hmm. to Gordon Haywood or or to Al, and immediately instead of looking at the rim, they're he looking to right see back. what Kyrie giving was it right at. back. Yeah. So I think that the the thing I said about this, even with Jason Tatum, there was never he never took ownership of this year. You think about the signature play he did against LeBron mm-hmm. a year or two ago when he comes in and dunks on LeBron and pumps his fist, and they were a basket or two away from going to the finals. That, to me, they never – Jason Tatum, Brown, Rozier never got back to that, that area, and, 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 and that was a big difference in what they did. Do you think Kyrie Irving stunted – Jason Tatum's growth because that's a narrative going on in the city and that's something I don't necessarily agree with no I don't, I don't agree I, with that especially when it came to the postseason no I think that what happens is you know great players have a tendency or even good players have a tendency to defer to better players mm-hmm. there's no doubt that Kyrie Irving is one of the top five ten guys in the NBA so Jason did defer to him everybody deferred to him Brad deferred to him and because of that, this team never got on their footing. Only one guy seemed like he was like, no, it's not about Kyrie. It was more like, I think it was Brown. Mm-hmm. It was the only guy that seemed to be like, I'm, this is what I do. This is what Marcus Samaras, maybe he was another guy. Mm-hmm. But the, it was just so many different things that happened. And to me, the light of it was the fact that you watched uh, them not have Marcus Smart. And defensively, they were god-awful from yeah. time to time. I mean, they could not control the initial point of attack. 
And that was when it started going downhill. You know, some of the comments I heard after Game 5 from Brad Stevens and Kyrie Irving really surprised me. Well, more Kyrie surprised me more than Brad Stevens. Now, Brad Stevens, of course, taking the blame. That's nothing new, right? Mm -hmm. We saw that time and time again throughout the course of the regular season. Look, it's my fault. I need to do a better job. So, of course, he was singing that after Game 5. But what Kyrie Irving had to say surprised me a bit. Now, look. I'm not expecting Kyrie Irving to go up to that podium and pretty much give a half promise or somewhat of a guarantee that he's going to come back to Boston. But I was really surprised that we didn't hear Kyrie Irving say, hey, you know, we did our best. I, you know, we, me and the teammates or teammates and I, we did what we had to do, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. We didn't hear him say, you know what, Brad Stevens and his coaches did a really good job of putting us in this position up until this point. None of that. You didn't hear him say this is a great organization. You know, I'm going to have to check out my options, and then move forward and see how I proceed after that. You didn't hear any of that, Cedric. Did that surprise you at all? It does, because you would think that being here now for two years with so many people coming to Kyrie's defense or wanting to be on his side, this was Kyrie's team. You know, you could tell with, when you announced Kyrie Irving, people were going crazy. Mm-hmm. When he came back, his statement of saying, if you guys want me back, I'm coming back. I'm going to resign. But then, two months later, he says, see me in July. I don't want there anybody was, blink. There was, there was a turn. Yeah. There was a turn, and I don't think the Celtics, and not him, but I just don't think the Celtics ever recovered. So what happens now if you're Danny Age? Do you bring back Kyrie? Is that the goal right now? Do you let him walk? No, you cannot let Kyrie walk. What happens I next? Think, I think you want to get Kyrie back. You want to sign him to a, a, a long-term deal. But at the same time, if he's not coming back, you have to be in bed with Kyrie in the fact that we'll say it like this. Sellers can pay him more money than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So if he gets his money, and you're able to trade him, sign and trade, you're able to get back something for, for him. So one hand would wash the other. Um, you know, as people want Kyrie back, I, I guarantee you 65 75% of the people do want Kyrie Irving back. You think Kyrie wants to be back? You that's, think he wants to be playing across that, the street? That, that, that's Next season, what, what, uniform? I, you know, I don't know. I would hope he would. He had a great time. He should have had a great time here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you ask yourself this. I'll ask you. Instead of you asking me, where's Kyrie going to be happy? I think if we're talking legacy purposes, I think if you're Kyrie Irving, you're giving this one more try, a couple more years, sign, resign, So where else in this league do you think that he'd have a possibility that he'd be happy? New York. Why? Being you, you got a bad lights. team. You got a bad team. Yeah, but he loves the city. He loves the yeah, culture. It doesn't make any difference. You love the city. Love the coaches. Oh, but you still, Kevin Durant's gonna be playing with you. It makes oh, things a little easier. Well, you, you're going with a narrative that he could possibly be. But then, if Kevin Durant plays with him, he is now going to be what second fellow? Exactly. So, which is why I think this would be the best situation for him because one. We're talking legacy purposes, right? It's not going to look good if you're Kyrie Irving. And two, when this is the biggest reason why I think he's going to lean towards signing back with Boston is because he's looking at the narrative now. It's changed, right? Before the narrative was, oh, yeah, he wants to go team up with, with Durant. That's his buddy. They want to win championships together. Now the narrative is, oh, no, Kyrie can't be a number one option on a championship team. Well, Kyrie, if I'm Kyrie Irving, yeah. that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I want yeah. to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. I want to show everyone that I can be the number one option on a championship team. I can lead them to the promised land. I just need a little bit more time. I think the narrative is one where you look at it, Kyrie, 
is going to have a lot of soul searching on what he wants to do. And Danny has a lot of soul searching on what he wants to do with this team. Um, it's going to it's it's going to be an interesting summer, uh, you know. What what's in is Anthony Davis in, in the horizon? Mm-hmm. Do you trade some players? You know, one of the guys who was so good for you last year, uh, Morris. Can you afford to have him back in the fold? Jason Tatum is about to be free. Terry Rozier, he he a match to everything that was Celtic Green. <laughs> so I, I don't know how do you you know how. how He's going to make that turn coming back here. Does Al Horford change his deal? Al has. Does he opt out and, and restructure his deal to give the Celtics a bit more salary cap? You know, that, a lot of question marks. He he loves his city. He loves his team. He believes in his team. But there's a financial thing too. Why would you opt out of a thirty million dollar deal mm. trying to help somebody else out when you know he can go out and get you know some more money? And, and it's about making money in this league too. Right. Right. You know what? Just the conversation that drives me crazy is this whole, this team is better off without Kyrie. This team, yeah. you know what? If Kyrie's not in the mix, then all of a sudden Jason Tatum is a superstar. All of a sudden Jalen Brown can 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 uh, move on and, and all of a sudden Man, be a Terry superstar. Terry Rozier is what? That's a new dynamic duo. Okay. And maybe Terry Rozier is just starting point guard. Like people believe that because of what happened last year, but I think what people tend to forget is these conferences does not look the same, not remotely the same as it did last year. Yeah. The Bucks are here. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. When you head over to clnsmedia.com slash max and enter the promo code CLNS50, you get 50% back on your first deposit by betting online with BetOnline.ag. There's plenty of action right now. You've got NBA playoffs going on, the NHL playoffs going on, and you also have a virtual casino where you can win plenty of money. Thanks to our friends over at BetOnline.ag. Do not miss out on this. Head over to clnsmedia.com slash max. Enter the promo code CLNS50 and you'll get 50% back on your first deposit. That's clnsmedia.com slash max. Enter the promo code CLNS50. All right, let's get back to this podcast. Brooklyn Nets are on their way. If Kawhi Leonard stays in town over up in Toronto, oh, forget it. They're not going anywhere. Philadelphia is still going to be Philadelphia. You know, there's, there's these teams that are in the way where they weren't necessarily there, or at least they were neck and neck with the Celtics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now they've surpassed them. Yeah, but I, but I, but this is the, the beauty about the upcoming season. Did we ever think that we were getting that this team is going to get Kyrie in the first place? No, no way, no. So Danny Ainge pulled the rabbit out of his hat. Right. So let's just wait and give Danny an opportunity and this organization the opportunity to see what they can do because. I agree. I, I, you, I agree we can talk about it. this. Could be a destination for some top free agent mm-hmm. because you got a great team. You have great. You have great ownership. You have great a great organization. You have a great coach, and you have some great players. They're a piece of two away, and they have to be at peace, bigger than anything. Right. If they get the the mental approach together, this team could be as strong as anybody. How does Gordon Hayward come back? Mm-hmm. Who do you make moves with? It's just going to be so many questions to be answered. I just think the sample size that we had, a completely healthy Celtics team. We're talking one postseason run, mm-hmm. one full regular season, and all of a sudden everyone's convinced that these guys can't make it work. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I just think it's just too small of a sample size for one. And for two, biggest reason why you just mentioned, when it comes down to it, 
Curry's not going to make this kind of money anywhere else. So no. why not give it a go on his well, part? And if you're the Celtics, why not try to make this thing well, you, well, you, figure you, things out? You say that, but there's also another factor which comes into play from a financial standpoint. Would Nike want to have Kyrie in New York or would they want to have him here? No, they want him in New York. Okay. The Big Apple. So Nike, maybe Nike sub- supplements, you know, some of that income that you say he's losing. So I think it's just so many so many narratives which are going to come into play. But the legacy, Max. There's no question. That's a very bad mark on your career. There's no question. No one will forget when he left Boston high and dry to, to join another team. And, and whether it's joining forces or whether it's just joining another startup team that's in a similar situation. Really? So you, you, you actually believe that? I believe that. I think that means a lot to Kyrie Irving, especially in this city. Well, how about this? How about Kevin Durant left? Well, Kevin Durant went Kevin Durant to, left. to Golden State. He left. There's he, no Golden State scenario I don't, for Kyrie I don't, I don't keep talking no about that. But, but that's, not, that's the point I'm making. Kevin Durant left a team to fall on the sword. Just say I'm gone. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to the team that beat us last year. This right. is where I'm going. So well, you never know what is going to happen. What the legacy might be. I just, you just can't tell. I think that we're just going to have to let it air out a little bit. Right now, I think you, I, everybody is too close and too emotional right now. You know, if you hear what Terry Rozier says, Jalen, all these different people, they're. You're too close right now. Yeah. It's like when you have uh, when you first break up with your best girl. You're going you're all emotional, tears. You know you're sad. You know you're saying like, things you don't mean. Yeah, say things <laughs> you're mouthing mean. off. And then you're like you're bringing up stuff that has nothing yeah, to do yeah, with yeah, the breakup. That's right. It got nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> but you just you just you on a rampage because you know emotionally you're so charged up. I think that everybody has to. Dial it down a little bit and let some things happen and see where this team lands. True. Well, you know what? July 1st is a long time from now. Mm-hmm. Not really long, but long enough for people to settle down, think properly, and then proceed. So we'll yeah. have to wait and see.